I'm Kate Parker. This is Warming Signs, a podcast with the sound minds of science. There's no denying the force fueling the movement to curb climate change is today's youth. While we're already dealing with the consequences of climate change as adults, they're the ones who are going to bear the much larger burden, and they're determined to inherit a healthier planet. The youth movement was front and center at the Climate Summit in New York. I got to speak with Alexandria Villasenor. She's one of the organizers of Global Climate Strike, a movement that urges young people to skip school to bring awareness to the issue of climate change. And if you think she's in it to get out of school, well, you couldn't be more wrong. Stick around until the end of our conversation, because just after we spoke, she went on to do something bold at the United Nations that you will want to hear all about. Thank you so much for sitting down to talk to me for warming signs. Alexandria, you just got off the stage at the Social Good Summit. You yesterday were at the UN for the youth climate strike. On Friday, you had the youth climate strike going on. I mean, you have had a busy few days. How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling very inspired just because of how much youth move how much the youth movement has done in the past few days and how much the climate crisis has been talked about the climate crisis has so much more awareness than it did a year ago mm-hmm. and seeing how much more people talk about it is something that really needs to be celebrated but now we need to turn that conversation into action okay so you are still feeling energetic after all of that I still feel very energetic. I think I am a hardcore workaholic because (laughs) I'm going to continue working until we get action on the climate crisis. I love that. So what, can you kind of take me through what brought you to this point? Mm -hmm. So what had really gotten me involved in climate work was that I actually used to live in Northern California. Mm -hmm. I only moved to New York City last year, but Um, I was visiting family back in California when the Paradise Fire broke out. Mm. And so Paradise quickly became the worst wildfire in California history. Many homes were destroyed and a lot of people had lost their loved ones. And so my hometown was very close to Paradise. We had gotten a lot of the smoke. Um, At one point, it was the worst air quality in the world. Oh my goodness. And so since the smoke was seeping into my house, um, my family had to roll up wet towels and put them under windows and doors to keep the smoke from coming in. Um, It was just a very unsafe situation for me to be in because it was inflaming my asthma. And so my family had to send me back to New York City early because um, it was just not a situation I could be in any longer. And so I was very worried for all of my friends and family because they were still back there in the smoke. And so I started to research the effects of um, the wildfire and how it was connected to the climate crisis. And that made me want to get more involved because I saw how communities all around the world were being impacted. And so I saw Greta Thunberg speak at COP24, and it made me really realize what I needed to do from there. And I knew that I had to go out and take action for communities who couldn't take action. And that's when I started my strike on December 14th, the last day of COP24. So your strike was what? What did you do? So I've been on school strike every Friday for the past 41 weeks in front of the United Nations headquarters in solidarity with Greta and the Fridays for Future movements. And so what that consists of is you skip school and you go to your protest site and you just hold a sign and your message can get across to people through platforms and people walking by. 
So you have this idea, you want to do some, you're inspired by Greta. Mm-hmm. And how do you bring this to the attention of your parental units? <laughs> my um, parents, or the parents, were very supportive of my activism because they really understood the point of view of how my generation will be impacted the most by the climate crisis. Mm. And after seeing Greta Thunberg speak as well, what Greta did to so many students was that she really did give us permission to go out and strike and use our voices just like she was. And so my parents were supportive of it. They are the perfect adult allies. Adult allies, it's interesting that you say that. What do you think that it is that we have this entire youth movement that Mm -hmm. is so apparent in New York right now, uh, but all around the world over on Friday and just, it seems like it's been a lot of momentum. Mm -hmm. What is it that the adults have been getting wrong? I think what is so, I think what's different about this current youth movement is that we are taking to the streets and we are now doing whatever it takes to get climate action because when the IPCC report came out last October stating that we have 11 years to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions or we face irreversible effects of the climate crisis, it really made us realize that we had to take the, our action and our activism to new limits. And so now we are thinking outside of the box. We are disrupting the system. What do you think has been the biggest thing that has come from that disruption that you've seen, the biggest change? The biggest change I've seen from the disruption that we've done is OPEC had called the youth movement the number one threat to the oil industry. And so when students are now threatening oil companies and the fossil fuel industry, that really shows how our movement is growing and how our voices are continuing to get louder. Why do you think that the youth do pose such a threat to oil companies? Like, what is it about you in particular that they feel threatened by? I think oil oil companies are very threatened by the students just because we are going to do whatever it takes. We are going to continue striking every single Friday. We're going to continue doing that direct action and they will see how we are not going to stop our activism. We are going to become louder, even more disruptive in our actions. We don't stop. We are students who are very committed to having a future and so we are going to keep going. I've seen some of this, some memes that have gone around in the, uh, gosh, I don't even, in the more conservative circles, I would say Mm -hmm. is the best way to describe it, that are, yeah, let's see how well they climate strike when they say, we tell them they have to give up their phones or their computers. Would you, what is your, what is your impression of that kind of humor coming from people who aren't taking the climate strike seriously? from people who aren't taking the climate strike seriously and they have that sort of humor. It's very telling because the students are making such a commotion that they're paying attention of us and they're going to take the time out of their day to make fun of us. And that shows that we are making a difference in our activism. That is such a great perspective. It is, it's fantastic perspective. When you kind of look inside yourself or perhaps with your friends that are involved in this movement and your organizations. What do you think is that in people's hearts? What is in your heart that drives this movement of the youth? I think what's in all of the student strikers' heart, really, that continues to drive the movement is that 
we are giving up part of our childhood to mm. advocate for a future. And so we continue to mobilize for each other. So your free time is basically spent, you know, striking and organizing and amplifying these voices of the, of the student strikers rather than, you know, typical things that a 14-year-old would be doing. Yes, for sure. A lot of the students who are activists now, we have the Fridays for Future movement and all of the newer movements that are starting um, in climate. It really, we are bringing in students who have never done any sort of activism before. Mm -hmm. And so we are working together, but we're not doing anything that would be considered normal teenage things to do. We are now having virtual meetings. <laughs> we are having phone calls. We are having... Um, to write formal emails to other organizations, to adult organizations. Mm -hmm. And so we are getting a crash course in being an adult. Realistically, let's say we do nothing. That mm -hmm. we don't make significant improvements on our emissions, our greenhouse gas emissions for years to come. Mm -hmm. What does that future look like for you? The future that if we do nothing now, what it looks like to me is it looks like a planet that really is uninhabitable. We'll have extreme events to the extreme weather events fueled by the climate crisis mm -hmm. to the point where school won't matter anymore because we'll be too busy running from the next hurricane or wildfire or flood. And so we won't be able to live our lives that we consider normal today. In the future, running and trying to survive will be the new normal. And what if we make a big difference now? What if there is action and we reduce our greenhouse gas emissions around the globe in a collective effort? Mm -hmm. What is your future then? The future, if we get off of fossil fuels and are living on renewable energy, it will be a future with a stable climate system and we can focus on habitat restoration and ocean cleanup. And you can be a teenager again or you can be an adult that isn't having maybe to worry about this nonstop or I mean there is still a lot of issues do you think you will always be involved in if um when we do mitigate the climate crisis or reverse it I will still consider myself in the humanitarian aspect of life just because people all over the world do need to have people advocating for their rights and that's something I always want to do for others mm -hmm. and so with the climate crisis it is really threatening everyone's human rights all around the world. And that's why so many students are involved is because those big polluters are, um, are violating our human rights. And so students all around the world are humanitarians. What is giving you the most hope right now? What is giving me the most hope right now is that the youth movement continues to grow and that we are now seeing a bunch of world leaders acknowledging us we did have the first ever youth climate summit, which was a big step, and it was also announced that we will have the first youth COP in um, COP26 in wow. Italy. And so seeing how students are being brought into the conversation is a big step, but now we just have to go beyond that and be involved in policy and decision-making because the policies and decisions made today will impact our future, and we need to be involved in those decisions. And I kind of want to ask you about what happened at the climate strike on Friday. I mean, it was, describe what it was like to be in the middle of all that. Describe what it was like to witness this massive movement. 
The past Friday was the third ever global climate strike. An estimate of four million students internationally went on school strike for climate. In Australia alone, they, they broke the record for one of the biggest climate mobilizations in history. And so this was all around the world though, one of the high, um, one of the most big mobilizations for the climate strikes ever. In New York City alone, we had about 300,000 people marching on the streets. That's incredible. It was, we had people, when we arrived to our march location, there were still people at the starting point who were trying to get into the march because there were just so many people. We shut down the streets. We walked through the financial district. When we watched, walked through the financial district, we started chanting songs directed at Wall Street and the people who are choosing profit over our planet. And how did that feel? It felt really, it felt amazing seeing how students were making their voices heard all together on the streets because we were advocating for the same thing. So it's that sense of people coming together and demanding for action that is one of the things that's so powerful about protests. And what is, um, Really funny that I noticed recently is all the people who organized this New York City climate strike, we all met through protests. <laughs> so all of us got connected and started working with each other because we had met at a protest and so we wanted to get more involved. And it was just amazing how taking that direct action with other students brings us together in ways that makes us even more powerful and more of a threat. Thank you. Thank you. The day after Alexandria and I spoke, it was announced that she and 15 other youth climate activists, including Greta Thunberg, are suing five of the leading carbon polluting countries from around the world. The suit asserts that governments are violating children's rights under the UN Convention of the Rights of a Child. If the suit is successful, the five countries cited, Argentina, Brazil, France, Germany, and Turkey, must either leave the Paris Climate Accord or immediately take meaningful action on reducing emissions. The five countries were chosen because they signed a specific part of the accord that could hold them accountable through legal avenues, and they account for about 6% of global emissions. The youth climate strike has certainly gained momentum in the last year. On Friday, September 20th, it's estimated at least 4 million kids and adults participated in the global youth climate strike. The next day, dozens of children made their way through the doors of the United Nations for the Youth Climate Summit, where they urged lawmakers to take action on climate. Alexandria was a pleasure to speak to. And even though she's only 14, she had a more demanding schedule than most adults I know. So a huge thanks goes to her for taking the time to speak to me for this episode. Additionally, thank you to Ryan who helped me record episodes while in New York and for the team back at home base in Atlanta for always putting together these Warming Signs episodes. I would love to hear from you on Twitter. If you're a part of the Warming Signs fam, I want to know about it. So tweet at me about what you thought about the youth climate strike or anything else that strikes your fancy at WeatherKate. That's at WeatherKate. From my brain to yours. Until next time. Bye-bye.